And welcome, folks, back to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. And today on on today's episode, we'll be going over UFC 247, um, Jones versus Dominic Reyes, and as well as going over the fight coming up this weekend, UFC Fight Night 167. You have Corey Anderson headlining versus Juan Blakovich at the Santa Ana Star Center on ESPN+. Um, before we get into all that, remember, guys, go on to... Uh, SouthernScrapNation.com, check out the website, as well as uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, as and all the social media apps, Instagram, Facebook, SouthernScrapNation.com, SouthernScrapNation on all those, check it out. We got some stuff to talk about this week on the fights this past weekend. It's been just days and days of mulling over the controversial win of John Jones retaining his light heavyweight championship so we'll go ahead and get right into that because i bro i kind of just went ahead and did that so uh we'll go ahead and get started talking about it um john jones retains his belt after a hard-fought five-round decision over light heavyweight contender dominic reyes the the scores were 47 46 i think 47 46 uh for two and then 49 48 Seven, I think, or forty nine, forty eight. I don't know. It was the last judge was that was a little ridiculous. Uh, he had it like a unanimous. Um, so the big round that everyone's talking about is round three. That seems to be what is the determining factor. Jones put out a disclaimer about it. Dom went out talking about it. Uh, Dom's disappointed. He thought he won the fight. And any other, so. So for me, the reason why I see I see John winning this fight. Everyone sees that Dom won the fight. Granted, John won the fight because he won the fight. That's why I think he won the fight. It's not that he won it because of the, like, I don't think he won it because the judges were oblivious. I think they just won it because the way the rules are structured. You're also talking about Texas. Texas still hasn't adopted the new unified rules. I'm not saying that that should determine the stru- the determine the the structure of how it should be judged because I don't think the old unified rules really change anything up as long as if it does as far as judging wise, there you go, that's your answer. But in these old head heads and if you're going through that whole system of the old rules, uh, uh, the just imagine these old heads judging. Like, those are the same people. Like, if they haven't changed the rules, then they're probably going to be the same people. Knowing that, going into this fight, then you know that Jones is going to play by how he wins fights through the old criteria. He's going to win it. If he feels like he's losing, he's going to go for a takedown. If he, uh, he's going to cage control the whole entire fight. He's going to get those bases loaded as far as advancing the whole entire time. And in uh, introducing grappling, so that way when it comes to the striking, Jones has the ability to say, <clears throat> Dominic outstruck me by literally 12 shots. Then you look at it and go, oh man, it was only 12 punches? He only beat him by 12 punches? I scored the, t- I scored the takedowns? And if you're going by the old rules and the old way of scoring and the old mentality and all this, yes, you got a takedown. So that technically matters. 
was the aggress- was the aggressor slash control of the octagon every round. That's the other thing that matters. The criteria it takes to judge one of these fights is effective striking, grappling, and octagon control and or cage control. When you can't tell about the effect of gra- the striking, you go to the grappling. And if you can't tell about the grappling, then you go to the striking. And in the third round, it's all dependent on how you determine whether or not those strikes that he threw, Dominic being, were uh, more effective than the ones that Jones threw. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and get the... <clears throat> Can I get the round-by-round numbers? Um... Hold on, Reyes stats. Um, so and I rewatched the third round. I rewatched the third round of the fight, and I don't know, man. It it could have gone either way. See, they're saying statistics w- says Reyes won. Mm, no, because. You look at the statistics that you have as far as <clears throat> total strikes. Jones with 107 and Reyes 119. Jones with significant strikes 104 to 116. Two takedowns. Zero takedowns. Zero submission attempts. Zero whatever. He has two takedowns. He's got two things that Dominic doesn't have. They weren't considered in the eyes of people now takedowns. But in the eyes of the rules, in the eyes of the numbers, he gets takedowns. For everyone else, oh, a takedown's a – Dan Hardy said this. A takedown's a, a award in itself. Granted, fair, but not right now in these scoring. The way that they score is that's not the way it is. The way it is is if I get to your hips and I take you down, both your hands and knees touch the mat, I get to a dominant position, I take takedown. Sorry, that's the way the rules are. You can – people can justify it any way they want to, but that's the rules. That's the scoring. That's the way it is. It's a it's an archaic boxing way of scoring. I don't know why they took it that way. That's the way they had. That's what they had back then, and we haven't changed it since. Invicta, shout out to Invicta, is coming out and going to be doing their own type of scoring coming up. Um, or did they even put it out? They didn't put it out. Uh, hold on, Invicta score scoring. Um, they're going to do an open scoring trial. What that means is, so that way I don't speak out of my ass, which I mostly do, but at least this time I won't. Um, go away. In the press, the Kansas Athletic Commission will offer or open scoring system for uh, for everyone. Open scoring will reveal to the masses how the judges are scoring the fight after each round. It was revealed that the scorings from all judges will be collected and given to the corners of each fighter, as well as the broadcast team. Fans in the arena and at home can see the scores on the provided screens in front of them. For those at home, it will be on UFC Fight Pass. So that's a very kickboxing thing to do. So we're taking a little bit of kickboxing now and implementing it into MMA. We'll see how that works. We'll see how it works. I don't necessarily know if seeing the scores determine anything. Because if I see the scores, I'm just going to be upset about the scores live. If, um, yeah, like if I got uh, 
given okay one judge given the champ 49 46 okay that's ridiculous right so in one of those rounds if you see where the judge scored it and you go oh that's crazy okay maybe that judge and this is how you determine whether or not a judge can keep their job if it's a if if it's a what's the word um if it's like a nag, if it's like a continuous thing with a, uh, with one of the judges, where it's every fight they keep making mistakes, and then you see this, then you can narrow down which judge it is. And then uh, in other companies, they do five round. I think Muay Thai they have five judges. Uh, one FC they have five judges, so you have a you have an odd number, um, just in case. And so there's a bunch of things you can do. I guess this is one step in the right direction for Invicta. But until I see something UFC-wise, it's not going to... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so... For me, John... He did well. He did well. Um... Or not, I mean, he didn't do what we all expected as far as he did what he needed to do. He did well in implementing the classic John Jones approach. My thing is with John, he's a fighter. For anyone that's going to compete against him, you're going to have to put him out. You're going to have to fucking flatline him because, or submit him or do it in a way that just captivates the audience. Because winning by a decision, as we can see here, is a nine impossible. It's nine impossible to beat. John in a fair back and forth five round thing. He's gonna it just especially all these younger fighters like props to Reyes. Reyes did super good this fight. He did awesome. The con- the continuous movement, the not freezing up and actually following up with strikes. And this is where the little my contingency was like Reyes fucking whoop John. Mm, John's looked worse after other fights. John's after the Gustafson fight. John got fucked up in the Gustafson fight. The problem with Gustafson is Gustafson pulled the trigger and then he stopped pulling the trigger. Reyes was pulling the trigger the whole entire time. He's just not as good. If he and I'm not to take away from Dom, he's just young in it, and he would say that himself. Like he's got lots to learn. He's still learning more about himself. Whereas Gus, he had such a he had such like a proficiency to everything he did. The boxing that Gus has, it's so crisp. Like Gus's boxing's better than Dom's. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, and so let's say Dom had that same type boxing that Gus had on top of the way he was moving his feet last night. He would have won the fight. He would have probably knocked out John. It's just those little tiny differences that, and people are like, oh man, Reyes' hands are great. John, to be fair, John's hands are actually kind of better. And that's why he wasn't throwing constantly. He wasn't throwing all the time. He has to set up his shots. He has to make sure the second one's set up for the first one. Because every time that John threw, and it's kind of the same thing as an Anderson thing, but there's a little bit of validity to it. Because every time John lands, especially that right hand, when he when Reyes was taking that, when he was trying to circle out to the left, and John landed that clean right hand, that's one of the cleaner right hands of the whole fight. And just off of technique, precision, everything. He's a martial artist. Dom needs some time, come back, and I'm sure he'll be champion. Like, it's literally just mad experience. It's mad time. uh, Jones will beat people off of veteran savvy. 
He's been in there for so long. He can beat you with like these little things. And he also develops a relationship with the people around. You know, that's it, part of it. Being around all the time, being great, being a legend. The, people's perspective of you kind of changes. And that's why a win, even Dom, like who kind of beat, who beat him, um, as far as if, you know, who beat him, if we're, if, if we want to score it differently, yes, he, yeah, he beat him. Um, as far, I guess, visually, he, he beat him. Aesthetically, he beat him, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know if people are arguing. He hit him more. Sure. Okay. The hitting the more thing, we got to go over a little bit. Because there's times to argue it and there's times not to argue it. This time's an argument, right? Dom hit him more and he didn't win. Okay. But when I bring up the Yoel Romero versus Paul Acosta thing, Yoel hit him more. Yoel took him down. But then Paula wins on the fucking advancing, and then everyone's okay with it because Paula's a monster. So whenever people are arguing this to me, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of just like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't ride or die. You only ride or die when it's about someone you don't like. And to be honest, that's what this is about. People don't like John Jones, and people just want Sedan to lose. So people are going to find it in their way to figure out, and he put on such a good fight. That people are like Dom won. Just in order to please the mentality of themselves that they don't like John Jones. Because he wins all the time. He's not the greatest of guys. And they don't want to give credit where credit's due. I'm not saying this was an easy fight. I'm not saying this was a blowout for John. I'm not saying that it wasn't controversial in the scoring and how close it was. It should have been way closer as far as like on the scorecards. Um Shit, man, you can do draws. Like, I don't understand why you can't. Like, uh, people want winners, and I understand that. But a draw just sets up an immediate rematch to do it again. Um, you could have done a draw for this fight. I would have been totally cool with that. But if you're going to argue for one fighter and then not argue for the other, that's where I'm starting to see this bias thing. And that's why I'm kind of like, at this point, shut the fuck up about the whole John Dom thing. He won. Get over it. That's the way it is because... When other fighters happen to them, no one rides or dies for them. No one. And no one ever sees the, the, the controversy in that. People bring up the, the – uh, even Rogan's brought up the, the, the Apollo versus Yoel, especially coming into this fight against Israel. He lost his last fight, so how does he get a ch- title, channel, title shot? Well, he almost won that last fight. You could see it going either way. Okay, Take that same energy and then just apply it to this fight because you guys are fucking going hard and I get it. It's a title fight. But it's it's almost it's almost object permanence in the sense that you see it for one, but you don't see it for the other. If it's not not even object, it's not it's not that. It's it's just it's I don't know what it is. It's cherry picking. That's mostly what it cherry picking is probably the better word for it. You're, I don't know. I just have no – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I love how whenever I have a competitive fight, everyone claims the other guy won. Guess it comes with the territory. No, man. It's because people don't like you and people want you to lose, and that's what sucks. I know my haters are pissed, which also makes me really happy, and that's great. That's where you can get the fucking – you know. 
But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That being said, Valentina Shevchenko defending her belt for the second, third time. Second, second time. Third time. Third time against Caitlin Chukagian and finishing her in the third round, getting her in the crucifix position and finishing her there. I thought Caitlin was going to have a better chance. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko proved me wrong for the third time, but there's always going to be next time. You can always bet on the next person she fights. Now, the question is, who does she fight? Whom does she fight? She's not going to fight anyone rematch-wise. I don't think you see a rematch. Uh, Jessica I was begging for one. That doesn't really intrigue me. Her, her fighting Joanne Calderwood or Roxanne Modafferi or Jennifer Maya, those don't really interest me either, either. But if she wants to go the John Jones route and someone, I think Luke Thomas was saying this, and I think this is a good way to go about it, have her clear out that division. It doesn't interest me. I don't want to see it. But this chick's on a fucking this this girl's on a journey from I don't know who. But she just wants finishes. Like she wants highlight real finishes. She doesn't care about the defenses, the legs. She just wants highlight real killer finishes because she's a cold hearted. I don't know what in that cage, but she just wants those highlight reels. So give her these. Give her these up like these third, fourth, fifth contender people. Let her just blow them out of the water. And then hopefully, if you're the UFC, Zhang Weili beats Joanna and continues to do her thing. Then you pair those two up. I see Valentina versus... Zhang Weili as the fight. Valentina versus Amanda, you can do it again, but there's a certain point where you just have to admit to yourself that Amanda's just a bigger fucking girl. And you can play this game while any martial artist can beat a bigger guy, i.e. James Krause. James Krause did fucking phenomenal this weekend. However, no. No. Because it's starting to get to that threshold of, like, different people, right? You have the... Like, that would be the same as me going... But Demetrius Johnson, if he really tried, he could beat Khabib. No, because at this point, they're different people. Like, he struggled with Dominic Cruz. They're halfway in between. Frame-wise, Amanda's just a bigger gal. Like, that's just all it is. So frame-wise, the power's going to be there for Amanda. She doesn't even have to... Like, the power's going to be there regardless of her cardio. Like, oh, but Valentina can stay on the outside like a ninja and touch her from all angles. Yeah, but... But then then eventually she's not because that's exhausting and it's five rounds. And eventually Amanda's going to get her hands on her. And Amanda doesn't have to expend a bunch of energy if Valentina's the one putting out all the energy. So I think Zhang Wei Li, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Um, but that's on Zhang Wei Li's part. So that's going to be up to her in a couple weeks. My birthday weekend. Uh then you had Justin Toffa coming over with that sweet right hand and finishing up with a right uppercut on Juan Adams, which is crazy. He hit him with this right over-the-top um, right hook because softball. And usually that right hook follows with, like, the left cross. Mechanically, it makes a lot of sense. But also mechanically, what makes a lot of sense is if you hit them with the right cross, 
they back up or the right uppercut or the right hook over the top, they get clipped, they back up, they hit the cage, and as they hit the cage, they bounce up. And instead of trying to pers- um, pursue them, you step back with your right side and open up the gate, as I like to call it, and throw a right uppercut, but from a power stance. And that's exactly what Justin Toffa did. Juan Adams tried to circle out to the right side because he thought, right hand, that means he can't throw that right hand again. He's expecting the left hand. And being, you know, rocked in that situation, that's all you can really expect. And Justin Toffa made the made the adjustments, Mark Hunt style, and fucking got it. And he's just another Aussie guy going out there. Um Oh, shit. Ortega warns Korean zombie Jay Park after trash talk. Don't let me see you. Korean rapper? Why does Brian Ortega want to fight a Korean rapper? Um, Chan Sung Jung... Doesn't matter if it's Holloway or Ortega, but Ortega already ducked me once. I don't need to fight a fighter that's already ducked me. Okay, that's some trash talk. Um, either way, Ortega took offense to Jog's words, which were being translated by his friend Jay Park, the Korean rapper whom he leapt from the octagon to hug in the crowd after being Edgar. Okay. When I saw Park in Korea, he apologized and said sorry for the trash talk. And I said, all good, because at least you came at me like a man. Ortega wrote in a comment on Instagram. Now you just be a bitch dog, Jay Park. Welcome to the fight game. Don't be surprised if I slap the shit out of you when I see you. Having an injury and ducking are two different things. Okay, well, you know. Don't be the, don't shoot the messenger. Park wrote, can't blame the man for trying to shake shit up and get a title shot. Plus he, plus he got the performance to back it up. Respect to you for pulling up to Korea to press, but hashtag team zombie all day. And then Ortega said, in acts of war, careful who you message for. Sure, man, because we're in war. Um. Anyway. Uh, Mursad Bektig versus Dan Inge, or Inge, Inge. Uh, that was a close fight, Mursad. Uh, actually, I mean, yeah, it was a close fight, but Mursad, overwhelmed by the fast start of Dan Inge, Inge. It was like that fast start. He was like really well prepared everywhere, and it kind of just threw Mursad off. Second round, Mursad got his wins back under him, used the takedowns. Um, you know, for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Black Belt, and Dan Ige, he had him in trouble with the head and arm choke. Um, maybe have blown Mursad's hand, uh, arms out from going for that choke. And then in the third round, Dan came back. Dan stated in his inter- post-fight interview that he is a he always takes the second round off. That's how you want to beat him. You beat him in the second round. Well, there you go, people. Listen, man. If someone's 
ballsy enough to put out their game plan to you or like put out their blueprint on how to beat them and you're not taking advantage of it in the next fight, shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, Derek, because he stated that this was a problem before this fight and it still happened. So you can catch him in a fucking habit right now. He can do his best, but it's probably going to take this fight and you probably won't see it after the next fight. You'll probably see. No, now that he beat, now that he beat Mursad, he'll maybe by next fight he'll be fine, but you guys missed your chance. Um, Derek Lewis versus Ilir Latifi. Derek Lewis, man, landing some shots. Uh, people thought Ilir won because of the three takedowns and then the total strikes. Um, once again, man, we can play this game. Derek's the hometown hero. That's fighting for you. As well as you're going to ride or die for this Dom, dude, but you're not going to ride or die for Ilir Latifi. You're going to ride or die for this Dom, dude, but you're not going to ride or die for Yoel Romero. This is a Yoel Romero performance. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. People don't care. People care if it matters. If it's getting enough, if it's getting enough rage and controversy, people will talk about it. People will talk about it. People will find a way to fucking make a big deal about it. But no one will ride or die for anyone else in the fucking card. Um, other than that, Kaylin Williams coming in on Storm, knocking out Alex Morano uh, in the first round in like 27 seconds. So for those that don't know Alex, uh, very hard to do to him. He's a game fighter. So for a guy to go in there and just overwhelm Alex, like a, and the fight was not pretty. It was, it, yeah, it was just not a pretty way to do it, but he got it done. Also, shout out to Zala, Yosef Zala. That dude was pretty cool. He, um, Gary trains. I think he trains with Factory X. Whatever they're doing there, whatever they're putting in the water. Some good guys over there. All right. So, whoa, that's crazy. Let's go over some, like, whatever's going on in the news because there's some stuff going on. Like, um, Musasi versus D- Douglas Lima for, or, yeah, Douglas Lima for the middleweight vacant title. For those that don't know, Rafael Lovato Jr. relinquished his middleweight championship. Um, has some brain issues. Um, and then the other titles can be Bader versus Nikimov. And that dude's a badass. I'm pretty sure. Since we can't have a cross-promotional super fight, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another. It's a two titles in one night. This Nikimov, I'm pretty sure he's the up-and-coming heavyweight contender in Bellator. And I think he's part of Fedor's, Fedor's team. And he'll be fighting Bader. And then we got Jorge Masvidal talking shit to... Tomorrow, I want to apologize to Stephen Hay Smith on behalf of the MMA community. They had something to say about say to you, but what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's just Kamara working on footwork and boxing. 
Which I get what he's saying. Because if I know, if I can guess, Masvidal does like, he doesn't do all the intricate stuff like that. He's like, there's no need to. He's so, his fight IQ is so high that it's like, why are we doing footwork like this? I get it. You go this way, then this way. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Why the fuck are we talking about this? I get that. Like, I get, <clears throat> there's some guys that just have fighting and they understand fighting. Like, that's where, not to like, be too much about it, but like that's where <clears throat> I enjoy this is because I find fighting easy to conceptualize and understand. So when I see something like that, when I see this type of drill, if you can go to Kamaru's, I guess, Instagram or Twitter, when I watch it, I watch a guy that he spent most of his life doing something else, and now he's got to go through the fundamentals of something that he didn't grow up doing. So I don't give Kumar too much shit when it comes to those kinds of drills because some people need them like i think they're great for people especially if they're those types of people that just need rep after rep after rep after rep jorge uh, george is a he's game bred he's a he's a pit bull essentially when he's in a fight he doesn't need the drills and the repetitions he's got what he's gonna do and the only reps and drills that he does are to make sure that he can do those same reps and drills continuously in the octagon. So it's more of like a conditioning thing. <clears throat> so it's more of just like, I'm going to do this pad work to get the sweat out so that way when I go out there, I throw as hard and fast and nice and crisp as I do. This other stuff, he did that when he was a kid. I don't need that stuff anymore. Um, welcome to team, to the team, Emmanuel. Manny Pacquiao signs with Conor McGregor's management. Pardigium. That's crazy. So, uh, Conor McGregor's management team. Scott Poirier. We are moving on. That fight ain't happening. Radio silence on the other end. Nate's not going to fight. Brad Coda was released from the UFC. So, let's see where he goes from there. Yeah, Valentino Shevchenko. Yeah, for sure. Valentino Shevchenko is going to be in a Bond movie or Bond show or Bond movie. She's going to be in a movie soon. She's going to be like Ronda. She's the Ronda that we don't deserve. She's the same kind of girl, except that she's actually fucking good everywhere. And then Yoel Romero. For those that don't didn't see. Back handspringed in a dance off right to a split, right back up to his feet. No big deal. And then just won that dance won that dance competition right in front of Israel. Ugh. That dude's wild. To be able to do that, he did this in a in a vest, jeans, and a long sleeve shirt with a hat on, which he kept the hat on the whole entire time. Wild. Wild. This is all thanks to MMA Fighting. You can go check their website out. I look at their morning report every day. Um, 
It's kind of nice to look at. I don't. Uh, that being said, uh, UFC Hall of Famer BJ Penn hospitalized after flipping car, a possible DUI. If you know BJ Penn out there, if you're a fan, friend, family, whatever it may be, give him your support. Um, I don't know. Life's not looking too good for him. It's pretty wild. I get it, though. Hawaii's fucking, like, if you're in Hawaii and you're retired and you're just like this king of this island, like, it's hard. And all you want to do is fight. But maybe you're not, you're not the same guy that you used to be, so you can't fight. I don't know if he even likes to coach. And that's a sad thing. Not all fighters want to be coaches, and that's what the shame is. Um, not all fighters are good at being coaches either. Being a coach is not an easy thing, and it's not for everybody. Um, it's also not the hardest thing, and it's also overlooked by a lot of people. So I don't take any merit in being in like like I don't put being a coach on a pedestal and I don't think that's what every fighter should do and I don't think that's what um BJ Penn should do I just feel for guys that love this sport so much love fighting so much but their passion can't lead them into coaching their passion only leads them to the actual action and they can't take a backseat they'd rather be in there and that's the sad thing because not everyone can be a fighter forever. Um, you know, we're not a race of Saiyans um, who are on the universe to just do that. We are human beings, and we've got a expiration date. And whether that be whatever, wherever that be, um, what was I going to say? And wherever, whenever that might be, uh, you just have to deal with it. And BJ is having a real hard time with that. So if you know BJ or if you are in contact with him or know how to get in contact with him, send him your best, send him your love, whatever it may be. He definitely needs it. All right, so the fights this weekend. We've got uh, a nice ESPN Plus card Early 8 p.m. at San, in Santa Ana, California. I don't think Diego Sanchez is fighting anymore because that Pazetis guy got popped for PEDs. Um, wait. Oh, no, it's going to be in Rio Rancho, not Santa Ana. I guess Rio Rancho is the same way, same place. Um, I'm going to try to find that. Huh. Never mind. I guess uh I guess I misread something. No, Michael Oh, oh, wrong person. Wrong person. Thinking of someone. Okay. Michael Pazetta is someone. Okay. Never mind, never mind, never mind. All right. So this weekend. 
Mm. Corey Anderson versus Juan Blakovich in the main event. Diego Sanchez versus Michael Pejera. Pejera. Uh, you have Montana de la Rosa versus Mara Romero Borela. Um, and Woman Flyweight. You have Brooke Weaver versus uh, Ferraris. Ray Borg making a comeback. Londo Venata versus Yancey Medeiros. That's a fight. That's starting off the card at 8 p.m. Tim Means coming back. John Dodson being on the card versus Nathaniel Wood. Nathaniel Wood is an up-and-comer. Very, very good. Um, Jim Miller versus Scott Hot Sauce Holtman. Go, Scott. He's a gym member of Jimmo's here in Charlotte. He comes by and trains with the likes of um, Joe Selecki, who's now a UFC fighter, uh, the local guys here, as well as um, John Salter, who's a middleweight top content, number one contender. Then you have light heavyweight Devin Clark versus Daquan Townsend, Casey Kenny, Marab Devalshvili, who is a Matt Sarah guy making a comeback on the bantamweight side. That dude's fun to watch. Macy Chasson, who is tough winner. I forget what season. And then a brother of... De La Rosa, Mark De La Rosa starting off the card. So it's a pretty, it's actually a pretty good card as far as fight comparison to the card last week. Yeah, way better. Also, for those that don't know, this weekend is the rematch of Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, baby. This is the rematch this weekend. This fight is so highly anticipated in the boxing community as far as heavyweights going at it. The first fight was generationally one of the best heavyweight fights of all time um and this one just comes to hopefully repeat history if not we either get two outcomes because we got the third outcome the first time and we did not see that coming so the first outcome is the one that we always the one that we think um not that we think but the one is in the front of the list um, Deontay Wilder lands the nuclear the nuclear bomb and flatlines Tyson Fury, as we all think in all De- Deontay Wilder's fights. Or Tyson goes on to a twelve round decision and outboxes Deontay Wilder, which some would say he did in the first fight. However, it came to a draw because of that nuclear hand. So this fight is just all about does. Tyson Fury get back up after that nuclear hand lands again or does it not land and do we just see a better footwork better outmaneuvering but from what we learn in Deontay Wilder's last fight he can be outboxed for fucking 11 rounds lose the fight lose it lose the fight completely no no John Jones Dominic Reyes controversial if ands buts are bad at he was losing the fucking fight against Luis Ortiz and then lands a, lands a punch that, like, it, to watch it from a camera angle, to watch the, the sweat just shoot off. Like, it, Luis Ortiz was in a car accident. That's how, that's how much the whiplash is. Like, if that doesn't happen, then, or if it does happen, do we see Tyson get back up to his feet? And then finish off boxing. How early does it happen if it happens? Because it happened at the very end of the fight this first, the first time. And that allowed Tyson to get his clarity, uh, come back and even potentially win that round and the rest of the fight. 
or does it happen too early where he can't continue? Whatever the case may be. He was opened up with a pretty bad cut when they first fought or in their last fight. So in his last fight. So does that scar tissue open back up? These, both these guys took a fight in between their this rematch. So as far as who's the fresher person, maybe Tyson, but he still has that cut because Deontay was getting pieced up for 11 rounds. And as much as he wasn't like injured because black don't crack and get got cut or anything like that, he still was getting like touched, but he still won emphatically and like the best way possible. So it's up to Deontay, like, how how did those punches really hurt from Ortiz? Did you roll them? They took a lot of the steam off of them. In that case, if I'm Deontay, I'm, I'm aiming for that fucking cut. Because that cut was bat nasty. Fury cut, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had a left, that left hook, or that, yeah, above the right eye. Yeah, that left hook. So if I'm Deontay, I'm working on that left hook, baby. We're going to let left hook, baby. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have for you today. Um, other than that, get ready for the fights this weekend. And then the following weekend, February 22nd, is also a really good weekend for fights, considering uh, Auckland, New Zealand. And they have a lot of those New Zealand guys fighting, Brad Riddle, Dan Hooker. Um, some of the guys from Ben Sassoli, some of the guys from Tiger Muay Thai will be there uh, just because it's in that area. Kai Kara Fran- Francis or France, he's great. Just a lot of these guys and gals will be from that area, and those are fun to watch. So, that being said, enjoy the fights this weekend on ESPN Plus at 8 p.m. Um, and also Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury on Showtime. Enjoy those fights, and if you guys are interested, there's Invicta this weekend as well. Um, just go on to SouthernScrapNation.com as well as Instagram, Facebook, and you can find all of our episodes and past episodes on iTunes, Google Plays, and SoundCloud, and Spotify. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Southern Scrap Nation. And you can find me, Daniel Jonas, anywhere on social media. So, SouthernScrapNation.com. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. And until then, have be safe and enjoy the fights.